What's going on, everybody? This is Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm Darius. I'm David. I'm Andrew. Oh, we are fired up. I mean, we were just having a rousing conversation off air because uh, Liverpool are crap. The Premier League are crap. Everything is crap. But, but there's a chance that Liverpool might turn it around. And let's, let's, let's not go too far into getting our David is up. naive, Darius. But we are recording this on Wednesday before the Tottenham game. Uh, round two at Tottenham and Manchester United just lost to Sheffield United, who had all of five points through 19 games going in and they now have eight points. Okay. Before we get into anything about Liverpool guys, what the hell this year in the Premier League, the top team can lose to the team that hasn't won a single game. We've seen that happen basically twice in consecutive weeks. Andrew, just what's your overall thought on how crazy this year has been? Um, I think we've alluded to it in previous podcasts. Obviously, you know, I wasn't watching the Premier League in 1993, but this is apparently a normal, you know, uh, title league or, or you know, a league year. Oh, yeah, it's a normal year, so to speak. And, you know, people, human beings that watch the Premier League need to recognize the greatness that they saw in the last few years in terms of Matt Pep with his Man City, Fraudiola and his city uh, with, you know, the Centurion points and all that crap. And then all of, and then us with the 96 points and then whatever we finished last year, I don't even know. I've been drinking kids. It is what it is. Um, so those are what you call in statistics or what I call anomalies. Um, so in a normal year, this is probably what goes down. I mean, hell, the Invincibles, what, didn't they – like draw like 12 games. I mean, obviously they didn't lose, but they drew a lot of games. So if they were invincible, you take those 12 games in a normal year prior to that, maybe teams won the title, but they lost instead of drew those 12 games. So maybe they lost four games. Maybe they lost six. You see what I'm saying? So that's where it goes at. Obviously I don't have the Opta, you know, stats in front of me, but I would assume that, you know, 80, 90 ish points would would win the win would win you the league this year and I or win would win you the league most years and I think that's gonna happen this year. Um that makes me hella nervous. Um I don't know about y'all, but I love the 18 point lead, the 20 point lead. It does hell um it keeps my wallet in check in terms of my therapist. Um keeps my nerves in check. Um I can eat what I want. My blood pressure is fine. I don't know how y'all doing. Did y'all get checked yet? Did y'all get the vaccine? I don't know, but um, I'm in line for that shit. By the by, the way, the Invincibles, <laughs> they picked up 90 points that season. So Liverpool, each of the last two seasons, more points than the uh, Exactly. So fuck them. <laughs> well, that wasn't my point. <laughs> no, my I point was I, that the last two years of Liverpool football I, have exactly. been so more, exceptional. Exactly. So more exceptional to realize that, that we are seeing was, a regression. To wait, wait. Mean. One last point, Derek, to, 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 to like add weight to it. So recently, if you are not from the Tampa Bay area, uh, the Tampa Bay area plays a game called uh, foosball, called uh, American football. And they played and they're now going to the Super Bowl, which is effectively the Champions League final. And um, we saw two great quarterbacks, um, which are basically two number nines. Where is this going? You had to. Let's go. My point being is that you have to. As a viewer of the sport, you have to understand greatness and appreciate greatness and understand that it doesn't happen year after year after year after year. Unless when you're Tom you, Brady. Huh? Unless you're Tom Brady. My point being is that, look, man, appreciate the greatness between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Appreciate the greatness between the City team the last few years and the Liverpool team under Klopp in the last couple of years. And understand that uh, I understand that there's COVID and all that other bullshit, but this seems... Underneath the surface, it seems like a, a normal title winning year. Okay, well, well, to your point, to your point, though, uh, looking at just appreciating greatness, we'll pull in the full football and I'll bring it full circle and get back to the footy. But for football, Tom Brady in the NFC, he has the same number as, of Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees in the NFC. Tom Brady has been in the NFC for one season. So consistency, doing it year after year is very, very tough to do, even when you are widely considered to be the best. 
So Liverpool, they're having a season where they went from just being one of the best teams of all time to now being middle of the pack among the top teams. David, we're seeing a regression to the mean for a team that has been so far and away, one of the best teams, not just in England, but in all the world. And within that regression, we've also seen a goal scoring record that has been worse than what we've seen in decades. Honestly, you have to go back to really the 2005 team somewhere around there to the last time that Liverpool have been this bad uh, with a goal drought. So where are you kind of reading things on the league table? Is it Liverpool in a down spot, but they're going to get back up and they'll be okay. Or is this potentially a trend? I mean, what do you think about the run of results for Liverpool? I don't think it's a trend. I I mean, look, I I think we're always going to come down a little bit. The third year of intensity is always hard to maintain. We've said this before, and it's something that you saw with City last year. They only put up 81 points. They had an injury to a key center back and filled that spot with midfielders. They, you know, does this sound familiar, right? Like, so they struggled Mm -hmm. and we're struggling and it's, it's kind of normal. Then you're in this COVID year. You know, you mentioned that the second place team loses to the bottom side today. Well, we lost to Watford last year. So that part is always kind of normal. They were relegated. Exactly. But the thing that I think is a little bit unique about this season is the amount of distance from, let's say, third to eighth is really, really tight. I mean, you can, it's, we're talking like four or five points between third and ninth you know, eighth or ninth, it's very, very tight in that middle portion of the table. So for the clubs battling out, not necessarily for the title, but those immediate third and fourth places, I mean, Arsenal's back in the mix now. You know I mean? They're only like what, five points off of it. Yeah, they're five points off West Ham right now. I think they were 14th. Last they were 14th. Yo, like they were, there was <laughs> early in the season, they were, they were pit to be relegation contenders okay so. now they were never relegation contenders You're talking about West okay Ernest, okay oh, okay sorry sure. sorry sorry you're right, you're right. Ham, there was, there was Ham, a narrative yeah. there was a narrative that they could be that's if banter it continues that that's banter yeah. they were never going to be banter. relegated arsenal was never going to get but relegated. to your but. point though west ham they're right there at what seventh yeah. right now or sixth no, right behind fourth. liverpool or, or excuse me fourth ahead ahead of of us. <laughs> yes that's right because they already played yeah so that's the season we have that's the season we got and it's that tight jam-packed thing there like if you don't come out on the right end of it you know you could only maybe miss fourth by a point but end up in eighth like whoa (laughs) i mean like that's a drastic drop in money that's a drastic you don't even get the europa league so like how it you know when you go to sign players during the summer do you think killian mbappe wants to play for somebody who's not in the champions league no so i have a new uh a creed can all players adopt the tom brady diet so we can we can win on those margins. Is this going to be those your watch the last dance? <laughs> Am I putting up with this for the next two weeks until the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, oh, go Tampa, baby. Um, no, oh. joke, jokes aside. Yeah, it's it's difficult. All all of what David said is right because he's the journalist of the group. So I just assume everything he says is researched <laughs> and like meticulously read, like a Senate bill that has like nine hundred and five pages. And I love that about him. It makes me more knowledgeable. I love that. So, yeah, I'm just going to agree with whatever David said on that point. <laughs> okay. That's fundamentally useless, that. but okay. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know if you're listening and you're like, oh, do I agree with? No, agree with David. Agree. Just agree right. with David. Okay. So this season, like we've kind of established how insane that it's been. So we look at a table that has had all of nine different teams sit in first place at an end of a match day. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and play, play it out real quick and let's not pick any kind of position or anything like that. But just overall, what do you think we can take from this season? When we come to the end of the year, we still have 19 matches left for Liverpool. So this literally is the halfway point as we're recording. What do you take away from this season? Whether Liverpool win it, whether Liverpool finish wherever they finish, what is going to be your takeaway from twenty uh, from twenty 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 one, David? Um, I mean, a couple things. One, the league doesn't give a shit about players. <laughs> um, Vars fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think if we're just looking at like if I'm looking at Liverpool in particular, uh, the way what I'm going to kind of take 
from it is I think the way that we've been designed to play the system as it exists is extremely reliant on just a few key players. And if you pull those key players out, it starts to fall apart. What ends up happening will come down to Klopp and how he manages it, what he does. Does the ownership make a move oh, for, for a player this month? I highly doubt it. So it's really, I think, going to come down to how Klopp manages the next couple of months. And he's either going to be, it's going to be a stroke of genius or it's going to be more frustration for him. This has been a really frustrating year for him, kind of uncharacteristically. Like he has been not him, his usual joyous self. And it's, I think actually he's, struggling with the lack of fans as well you know like they all are the whole the whole club is can't punch in front of the cop if the cop ain't there exactly and so i think it's it's kind of messing with everybody and then yeah i think what we really got to look at is the setup that we've built and designed is really contingent on virgil van dyke for one thing uh a lot of it does hinge on jordan henderson being in the midfield but the absence of Virgil van Dyke has been soul crushing this season. And I think when we lost Joe Gomez as well, that was like getting it. You were already, you know, your knee was hurting and you just, someone shot you in the kneecap. Like That's what that was like. So I, yeah, it's going to, I think we need to make some uh, purchases in the summer and I think we need to be able to play two or three different ways this kind of getting locked into one setup thing. I don't think it's been necessarily good for us. Uh, you know, and we've seen it at times in the past, like Jordan and I always talk about it. He's played four, two, three, one. He played a diamond in the midfield, like a four, four, two with he a diamond. Four, two, four against city with yeah, Jota in there. Exactly. Like he's shown different things, but we've just gotten locked into the four, three, three. And we at present, I just don't feel that we have the personnel to play it because of the injuries. And so it's going to be, kind of how does he manage that? What does he figure out? Because it, it does it involve, you know, I saw somebody saying, and I thought this was actually an interesting point, on third or tomorrow, play Henderson and Matip in the back so that you can move Fabinho out into the midfield. He'll yeah, protect Hendo, but they Henderson has the pace to keep up with like a son or whoever, like, He's not as rash as Fabinho, by the way. And he's not as rash. Like, you know, <laughs> people people complained about Sunday, the, the foul call against Fabinho. It's a foul. It was a foul every day of the foul. week. He comes through the back of him. It's a foul. No, uh, the, the whole thing with the placement of the ball, like, uh, whatever, those things happen. That's gamesmanship. But, like, it was a foul. Come on. And he's been guilty of rash challenges in the past. I wouldn't mind being able to move him back into the midfield. I mean, it would allow Tiago a lot more freedom to move up the pitch where I think he can have a bigger impact. But again, this just comes into how Jurgen manages it. And I think when we come away from the season, you're going to go. So we can't re- I don't know as we can go forward being as effective as we were knowing that we're one injury away from well really two injuries two injuries but away. Sure, but, yeah. but let's face it though when you damage a knee that badly your risk of re-injuring it or the risk of having so issues where you have to rest it you can't play as much maybe you've you know it affects your speed or whatever though all that's possible with virgil joe he's young he'll probably recover but he's had quite a few injuries now it's not out of the realm that he could get hurt did again. he already do his knee as well yeah he had yeah it was actually one. against burnley oh. uh was it the 20 20- that was a broken 18 19 yeah oh. Broken, broken leg, leg broken yeah. leg. Yeah, but he had an ACL before that. So right about that. You know, and he's he, now he's got this damaged tendon. So I'm like, oh, man. three <laughs> major like, injuries in the first five years of your career. Yeah. Now, granted, the broken legs an impact injury. It heals, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. But that's that's concerning, right? And so now you're like you're looking at it and you think, okay, so we definitely need some depth at center back. I think that we're gonna we can all establish now, or we can all say now safely, like not replacing Dejan Lovren was a mistake. Um, And can I just say what's so infuriating about that is that City did that the year before. And And how do we not see the writing on the wall and look what happened to them? How do we not? Fernandinho would be enough to fill in at center back. And they, yeah, and, and how do we not? How said, do we not see that? And knowing no, it, Matip's injury, cry, and 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 as well as Gomez, although it was an impact injury, as you said, and that's a fair. Well, point. this one wasn't. This one was. No, no, no I know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm saying prior to oh, yeah. this so the, yeah, the recent one. Yeah, sure. yeah. So he had one when he was younger, I think the ACL, but then the yeah, the, the like one was an impact one. But the point being is that Matip and Gomez was sus- suspect. 
uh, Virgil, to be fair, you never thought he would have been injured because I think he literally played every game for like, you know. Well, let's face it, he wouldn't months. have been if Jordan Pickford hadn't made sure that. Yeah, he was. exactly. It was one bad challenge. It's a freak exactly. injury. So I I understand all that from you know the the decision makers, but again, the writing is the wall. Like I, I think it's kind of arrogance in 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 not to look at your neighbors and think, oh, you know, they fucked up there. Okay, let's not do that. And you know, I think and, you know they, they they prioritized getting yeah, the left back. That's true. And to because be fair, they wanted was it, to be able to give Robbo a rest? Yeah, and, and, and in a new. different year, in a different year, we don't we probably not make the mistake because of we probably have a little bit more money and and I mean, so on true. and so forth. So, but right? and, they, and they no, and they looked at it and they said, look, if if needed, because they never thought, you know, Fabinho and Gomez or not Fabinho, uh, Van Dyke and Gomez would go down. So well, they're thinking, Fabinho, well, so he went down earlier this season. Don't forget, he did, yeah. <laughs> but no, and they're thinking they're looking at it, going, okay, well, you know, you've got uh, obviously, oh, but that isn't reliable. But Fabinho can step in and deputize. Right. And but the thing is, too, is you might be thinking, well, Virgil could get hurt, but are we talking about like a hamstring strain and he's out for four weeks? You but even though no no no, but that's still stupid because if Gomez and Matip are injured, which is I think likely at the same time, who the fuck plays next to Van Dyke? Fabinho was the, was always yeah he was the fourth it, option. It, that's true. But that that's was always but that was foolish, right? Because we're and that's what I'm saying. That's midfield. always foolish, and that's probably why Thiago was brought in because you think he, you know, it's kind of like okay, Thiago can Thiago can play the six and the eight. And Fabinho can play the six in the center back, right? So you, you it's kind of like uh, two birds, one stone. I, I get all that. Yeah, having players again, who are versatile enough, play multiple But positions. again, back to American sports, defense wins championships. And we fucked up on that. Well, kind of, right? But we, ha- we haven't been bleeding goals lately. Our big problem has been scoring them. <laughs> so, no, yeah, let, let, let's get into that. Hold up. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, well, I was just so going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and the thing is, and that's ironic, right? Because, you know, it's one thing to lose 4-3 or whatever. Or, and you would say, okay, we need a center back or whatever, right? Like we were before we bought Van Dyke, where we were just yeah, you could you fun. could wrap your brain around what the problem was a lot. Of my years. mom could see the fucking issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to be sexist, but my mom's not a fan. So she's not whether a it's my mom or my yeah. male cousin, they're both not fans. They w- would see the issue, right? Yeah. Um, the point being though, now it's more of chemistry. I think it's more of an issue, it's more psychological than anything because you have the defender out, he can't make those passes, right? Not and because of that, you have your midfielders are like, oh shit. It's kind of like the Adrian situation where you have him in goal and you're like, uh, little queasy. I can't do this. I can't do that because I know Adrian's behind me. If I knew Alice and my boyfriend, by the way, if he's behind me, he's got that safe. He's good. So in other words, the midfield's got doing X, Y, and Z, and they think, oh, we have Reese Williams or oh, we have whoever, and we we, we just can't press up. We just can't we can't move five yards up. Because of that, I mean, it's, it's that, but it's also like, it's not just that they're like safeguarding whoever's at center back. It's also the issue of like having to come deeper to get the ball. Yes, this might. This is yeah. all of it goes into it in terms of getting deeper, the not going up, uh, the confidence, and then of you've got like, those passes with and Trent, so forth, and so forth. With Trent, right? So he's he's not able to like just leave. Do his, a you, You've got uh, say he's got Reese Williams next to him. Right, so he can't just leave him. He's got to kind of safeguard him as well, just like everybody else. The problem is, though, is, and all right, so he can't necessarily get up the pitch as quickly because he's doing so much running back and forth. But let's say he is going up the pitch. One of the things that happens with Van Dyke is Van Dyke will ping that ball out to him wide, hit him in stride, right? Like up the and get him going up the field at a certain rate. But when you've got, you know, Nat, uh, Nat Phillips or Reese Williams back there. They're not going to hit him with that ball. And then, then that and goes it, to your point of earlier where we have to change the system because obviously we can't play that way. Square pegs, round holes, whatever that phrase is, we can't play that way anymore. So whether you still have the personnel for it, I don't think. Exactly. So, and that's why we, we said on the earlier, or, and I've said earlier, like Klopp and the boys they, and the Dutch guy and the Portuguese dude, they got to get to work. They got to figure something out. And, and, you know, United game, obviously we scored goals, Salah, and then Firmino's assist and all that. That was cute. But um, so obviously that's positive. It's not negative. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I don't 
It's one I have two minds about it. It's like, do we need something drastic? Like, I don't know, we go three in the back or something, like something super drastic, or do we just need like a yeah, baby I, tweak? I mean, do they have three going. to put at the back? Huh? Well, no, here's I, the, if you, you know, my do, point this, being, so I have a three at the, three the back. Three the back formation. thing was the point of like dress. <laughs> Well, I know it, I, David. I know yours, and I'm not a fan of it at all. But go, go ahead. But why not? Oh. Why not think about it? Just think about tell, it a little tell bit. Us, tell it's tell essentially us, what you're us, doing now, but you're getting Robbo and Trent naturally higher up the pitch without sacrificing too much defensively, and you're setting your two midfielders on each side of the uh, central center back. Which so what does it case, shake out to? Like a was it like a three? Four, it's like a three-five-two. Or three, yeah, it kind of looks like a three, four, one, two because you have Bobby yeah. playing in the, kind of like the head of a midfield triangle, yeah. if you will, triangle, like in the central of the park. Okay, so the- all right, so we we kind of get it like with your uh, with your fullbacks, they go to wingback. Then you have your standard midfielders. You have your front three. Who do you have as your back three? Well, in an ideal day, you know, you'd have mm-hmm. Matip, you'd have Fabinho and Henderson, right on yeah. each side of him. So they like. You can match most players for pace with those two. And then Matip is your experienced center back. I'm not saying it's a concrete plan, but I'm saying like those three should be able to handle most of the pressure that they would be put under. Also, they've been playing together for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like the communication, I think, would be there. Now, Again, I, I will say that the pitch. that's not a terrible idea from the standpoint of when Liverpool have the ball in attack, that's how they like to play. They usually go to something like a 3-5-3 three, three, or 3-2-5 three, kind of where you have both the fullbacks joining up the front three. They're all the way up there in front of the pitch. And then you have two midfielders, one autumn on the left yeah. and Henderson on the right, and they kind of go back into those fullback positions. And then, yes, obviously you have your back too. So then, so it's kind of there, but it's, like it's uh, what I like about it, you know what I do like about it is pulling Mo and Mane off the wings. I, I just think... In. Yeah, having a more central from the beginning, like play closer together and and be more central. Because I think one of our problems is in the attack. You know, we're sitting here having this conversation about how we can't score goals, mm-hmm. and what do we see? Every time we get them the ball, they're cutting in on their foot. Everybody sees that it's coming. They can't get a shot off. The guys, feet in front of it. Guys, in addition wait, to that, wait an easier probably like from a mental standpoint. That's probably drastic, right? That's going from like nine. These are professionals. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. What I'm suggesting. Because I watched a video about this earlier, because I was curious about Steven Gerrard and what he's doing in in Scotland. The dude is playing with two number tens, bro. He's got basically instead of winger, he's doing a four three three. Is according to this video, and because obviously I've never watched a Rangers game in my life, um, <laughs> but the two wingers, Mane and Salah, they they're basically number tens. They're playing more narrow, and that's yeah. allowed them to to play better against low box slides. Or low block sides, um, and that for me as a four three three, that maybe is uh, less cognitively uh, draining, so to speak, as opposed to a completely new thing. I mean, I don't. In other know. words, that could that could produce results quicker than implementing a new system. That being said, they also have days of work because listen, we're not in the league cup, we're not in the FA Cup, and yeah, we got days of work. All so right, all right. So how about this? That like, probably was, negates my point a little bit. But, so one thing that I've been thinking is you don't necessarily have to change from the four three three to change up what you're doing. I've been thinking, and a lot, of, and I've heard this from a number of people. You put Salah at the nine instead of having Firmino in that position because, to be completely honest, when you trash. see Tiago out there playing, he and Roberto Firmino become a bit redundant because both of their jobs is to what get the ball, move forward, and to play kind of as your number ten. So. If you have Minamino, say on the left, and then on the right you go Mane, and then your number nine becomes Salah, that's much more of a true 4-3-3 with three strikers, three attackers, instead of one of them needing to link play. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. At this point, sorry, go ahead, David. (laughs) Yeah, I'm open to something like that. I mean, I think you could also just – it's not like this team hasn't played 4-2-3-1 before, so you could just go back – you know, you could just go back to that. But I do like the idea of getting Mo Central as your as your center center forward. Wait, can we go back to, to stats? There's do you have the stats on that though, in terms of like Salah playing in a number nine and how many like what's our goals or whatever? I can't like, give you the many- stats off the top of my head, but I can certainly tell you that uh especially last year, but in the year before, when Salah was put in the number nine, I can think to uh games like the hat trick he had at Bournemouth. He was playing number oh, nine in that yeah. game. 
Like right. that was when Liverpool were playing their four two 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 type situation, <laughs> but he was the most central man and he was up front. And when he is put in that number nine position, he takes his chances better than Firmino on goal. So it just makes sense. He's more of a true striker, a true number well, nine no, than Firmino. That's not up to debate. I was just curious. In he doesn't, of- ha- and it's he becomes more unpredictable, right? Because you know he's going to get on his left foot, but you don't exactly know how. And that's the thing. When he's in that central position, it's not just cutting in and, oh, you just play to your right as a defender, take away his left foot, and now what is he going to do? But guys, guys, all this can be solved. I mean, I love the the this tactic thing i mean i feel like rafa benitez talking about tactics like he did that press conference uh we're here to b- talk about tactics so you know uh, no jokingly um david you know your your idea about all that for a man who doesn't get paid to think about football fantastic love it however it can be all solved according to the fans across the world if we just buy a fucking center back can we just do all that right, we'll, we'll get to can the we center get back. Alone? Can we'll we get, get it? we'll get into the center backs we'll I, get I into call the center Chase. backs I can call Wes Fargo. I got a homie that works at um, who's Wes Fargo. What, know, what's it called? Wells Fargo. <laughs> what I say? That's your homie What'd Wes. Whatever. Kanye yeah, don't West. ask Wes for no money. He's gonna come back. I can for call it. Kim. I got that. I got the. I got the contact. I got the speed dial right here on the phone. All right. I got it. We can get the loans. Last thing though, before we get into the obvious of they just need to buy a center back. When you look at this team, what? one thing do you think is the most crucial thing based off of all the players you have available and we'll throw Jota in the mix because he'll be back in a couple of weeks. What do you goals. think is the one thing that Liverpool can do right now or in two weeks to kind of get right? Andrew? I mean, it, it, uh, uh, Subotic, he he's free. Let's sign a player that's asshole. currently on Liverpool's roster, please. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Subotic, Nevan Subotic. He played for Klopp at Dortmund. He's he. I, I he's, said, as as of as of right now, as of recording. Oh right. What, oh, what right. tactical want... move can you make? Oh, oh, that's sorry. going to about something else. get Liverpool going in the right direction. We're getting yeah, the center backs know, next segment. We're taking a break before we go to center backs. All right. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't. I don't know nothing? because I'm not there. But I will say this. I've been saying this all year. They should be angry right now where they are on the table. I mean, if Klopp yeah. and, and Klopp sure doesn't need are. to do anything to get them motivated. However, if they need some motivation. There's that thing on Netflix. That last dance, baby. I'm telling you. That's it. That's it. You just got to be crazy. And you just got to win this thing. That, I, 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 Wait till I, he I, finds I got, out that Tom Brady has a documentary. I, I got nothing. Guy. I got nothing in terms of that. I mean, I really don't <laughs> know because we've already talked about it. What are we going to do with these players? I, I do I, like the idea of, of Matip and Henderson together so that you can free up Fabinho to go back into the midfield. I do like that idea. Um, no. I think also, you know, James Milner was fucking fantastic on Sunday. Like, he was probably one of our best players in the game. Yeah. Solid, yeah. And making runs all over the place. Yeah. And he's got that leadership, right? So maybe, you know, a little bit more of James Milner involved wherever. I don't really care where. Uh-oh, are, you going, are you going Brexit midfield? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. You know, you could get, here's the thing. Maybe get creative. Maybe Trent needs a change. And we've talked about him being a midfielder in the past. In the past. Or past. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but no, you put Trent forward up in the midfield so that he can try something different. You know, play a little bit different. I think, I think one of the things we've got to do is be a little bit more free. Like, just take the chains off. Don't be... They started it. They did it a little bit on Sunday, right? Or they were like, let's just see if we can play like ourselves and go score some goals. And they did it. And it, it, if you do that, like I, it may not be perfect defensively, but let's face it. We're down Virgil van Dyke and Joe Gomez. We ain't going to be perfect defensively. We've been as close as we can be to that. But at the, we, what we've sacrificed is sort of the goal scoring identity and the attacking play that we've always, you know, that's made this team what it is. Right. James Milner can play right back. He can play all over the pitch. So you've got this Swiss army knife. Use him where you can, you know, and, and right, free right, up right. other players to do other things. I'm not saying put him at center back so you can move Fabinho out. But, and the other thing is, is like, honestly, I think there's going to come a point because I don't think Joel, I'm predicting right now, watch, we're not going to buy anybody. And February 7th, we're going to play City and Joel Matip's going to get hurt in that game and be out for a month. Great. So then what? Well, I think at that point, uh, you're just going to have to play one of these guys and accept it for, and just accept it for what it is, unless you're going to change the system and go to a three man back line where you can do Fabinho, you know, put 
Hendo on one side and like either drop Robbo deep and have him play the left back or do James Milner or something, or, you know, get creative unless you're going to do that. You're just going to have to play one of these kids at some point. Right. I think that might be in our future, unfortunately. And that got me thinking in terms of goals though. I mean, you, you said all the points about from the defensive side of things, what does Minamino have to do to get a game? You know, he played well against Palace and before Christmas. And obviously we don't know all the information, but for me, if somehow we can incorporate, I would rather have him on the pitch. I don't know what's going on over (laughs) Shakiri at the moment, but that's, yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Certainly over Origi, but over Shakiri. Shakiri has been playing. I'm saying he's played okay, Uh, but has he really like, he's played okay when everybody else is playing like crap. So I'm going to say he's played pretty well. I, I, my point is, is that All I right. think him and Bobby can do things on the pitch. Although they're similar type players, mm-hmm. I think maybe they, they can do something and do something unpredictable. And we get some goals and then, and then we yeah. do the thing and then we clap our hands and then, you know, we continue. All right. Well, it's it's time for us <laughs> to take a break, but I'll leave us with this because I think getting Jordan Henderson back in the midfield is one of the most important things that Liverpool can do. So these are the stats coming into the season. So as of uh, the start of the 2020 season from 2018-19 on, so for two seasons, with Jordan Henderson starting, Liverpool, 65 games, 48 wins, 11 draws, six defeats, all competitions. Without Jordan Henderson, 43 games, 29 wins, five draws, nine defeats. And you think this season, Burnley, no Jordan Henderson. And Aston Villa, no Jordan Henderson. Maybe. Just maybe Jordan Henderson kind of important. So we'll discuss the whole center back thing. He's Liverpool's Tom Brady. Brady. Yes. The Tom yeah, Brady I'm, of I'm, Liverpool. He worked in another Take Brady reference. Take the break. All right. We need a break. <laughs> we're going to come back and then we're going to talk about the center backs. Oh my, oh my God. He's Liverpool's Tom Brady. And that was actually from the event that we had for Liverpool and Manchester United. That was that was a really nice day. That was a really uh, cool thing that we were able to do. And guys, just real quick, just some of the money we've been able to uh, raise and donate for uh, for local charities this year. I just want to say I'm proud of what we've done. So I mean, appreciate yeah, all the no, efforts that no. you guys and Jordan. He's not on the call, but his efforts as well. Big thanks to everybody who came out, donated, gave food, whatever. Uh, man, it's been a great year for us in terms of like we've exceeded our own expectations for what we would achieve in terms of you know donating and and giving to charity and, and even having just events like that. We had four five fifty or something like that. I don't know. I didn't really, but I'm just asking. You know, like, but it, nice crowded room venue. So I, it was all in all really successful. You know. Yeah. I was very happy with it. Yeah, it's just fantastic to see the people coming out and realizing that, um, you know, this is a good cause to donate to and and what we've been doing and just believing in us to, because you know we're just some guys and <laughs> they could think that we're they're we're crazy people and they're like ah yeah we trust them yeah it's all good and we're able to do the right thing right so um yeah it's it's an amazing turnout and and, and credit to everyone that's come out and done that either virtually. Or in person, mm-hmm. uh, we don't discriminate. 
obviously we love it both um you do your thing um yeah it's kind of crazy to to think that had you told me last year that f it before december we would have raised over almost 600 pounds of food in one event mind-boggling considering the circumstances we go through or that we've been going through so um it's fantastic and hopefully we obviously continue to keep going more yeah hopefully more to come all right so back to the football we have the situation that uh it feels like everyone around the world is an expert on saying the most blatantly obvious thing liverpool need to sign a center back well yeah no of course but when we look at this uh we've had news come out over the last couple of days that i actually do find to be kind of interesting uh liverpool were initially linked and then went quiet but it turned out they actually did offer david alaba who is up with Bayern munich at the end of the season Real Madrid have stepped in and made the offer that it looks like uh, Alaba is going to accept. And they were also interested in, um, I'm, I'm going to get the, the name all kinds of wrong, but uh, the homie was, the, was over there at Arsenal. Uh, the center back. Socrates. Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. Because Socrates. Socrates, I cannot get his last name, but yes, there have been a couple of center backs who Liverpool were not just linked with, but reportedly did offer. So as the talk goes that we're, you know, all three of us and Jordan included, we're all skeptics that Liverpool are going to actually go and do the business. But does this news that they actually made offers, does that give you a little bit of hope or a little bit of eh, maybe they will do the thing? One question real quick. Um, Alaba, was that for the summer or was that for now? That was for now, and this was reported by yeah, Fabrizio. No, that don't make sense because the then we would have had to pay Bayern. We we were offering to pay Bayern for yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Offering to buy him, not to get him on free, right? With Socrates, I think we just made a call. I don't think it was an actual offer tabled because I think he probably would have came. But the problem is, is that he would want you know no. a week. Yeah, not at, not at that, do that. Yeah. No, not just that, but I think he probably already had a. You know, I, I I'm not sure, Wait, but he probably had a thing going on with Olympiacos. Olympiacos, yeah. Probably, yeah. He, I'm sure that that discussion had been had. But if if he's being offered a chance to play at Liverpool, I'm sure he, over Olympiacos. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he wants to go home or something. But uh, yeah, maybe 32. He probably has kids. Yeah, he's, he's probably got a couple of years left in the tank. It's not a big move to take your kids two hours north, you know, on the train. So. Know. Maybe the kids don't know Greek. Who knows? Been there, done that. But is it encouraging? I mean, no, of, it's not. I don't no, give a fuck. Not really. It's not encouraging. <laughs> Hold on, Dave. Let me interrupt you real quick. Wow, it's not fucking encouraging. Let no, it's not encouraging because it's until like the shit is of... done over the fucking line, it's not encouraging. I don't want to no, hear. No, I agree. I agree. I don't want to hear encouraging. I don't want to hear. Oh, but if second place, nah. Uh, Ricky Bobby be said like... it best. Ricky Bobby said it best. Second place is the first loser. Get the fuck out of here. Guys, because it, were no, we not sat here like six months ago when they were linked with Tiago and then the reports came out, oh, well, they don't really oh, have yo, that much money. Up. And then we went all into depression mode like, they're not going to sign Tiago. They're not going to yeah, sign anybody. Darius, Darius, and then they weren't signed right. Tiago. Darius, Did that not happen? Right. Did that not yeah. happen? Yeah. Darius, you got to be patient. Well, I wasn't. Baby, you got to be patient with me. <laughs> I mean, you got to be patient with me because I was finna get there. Hold on. Just wait. Press pause. I'm getting there. That's the only thing. Barring last-minute dramatics, which is, um, you know, not usual for this quote-unquote administration in the Liverpool hierarchy. Um, barring that, I don't see us doing anything. Because I, I obviously I would have preferred something done January second. Um, I mean, but if it's Joe Gomez went down, it should have been like, hey, we need a center back in. Yeah, they, they should have been making calls. They like, should have done the Google searches. They yeah. should have done all the things. Pre-agreement, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, but unless, I mean, I guess I'm going to tune into NBC on deadline day and be like, Oh, oh what's Liverpool? Well, you can just watch it on Twitter. You don't have to like give them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but the point <laughs> being is that I, I have no faith, but it's just frustrating. But you never have faith about anything. No, I don't. <laughs> but here's the fight, the finance. What's what we've talked about in the WhatsApp group about the finances, about the yeah. bullshit of, Henry taking like his Red Sox. Okay, they have the Red Sox. Okay, they do the thing, but it's all sustainable. I'm all about that because like me and finances, we're good. We're best friends. But at the point we 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 argued uh, in our group is like, listen, 
if we keep going this way, we're, we're, we're going to get outside top four, you know, and think of the financial hit. Klopp's argument should be like, bro, we pay this motherfucker hundred grand a week. We pass Leipzig in the, in the Champions League. We get our money back. Simple as that. Well, you know, for as an example, winning those things would pay for it. It's, uh, exactly. It, and in other words, thing. it pays for itself, right? With, so, with, with soccer that's why you get a Sam's Club membership. Because you get the gift card and then you get the free gas and blah, 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 you know, the cheaper gas and blah, 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 right? With Socrates, right? Like, I think if Klopp said, like, hey, I, you know, I've worked with this player before. I want him. Make it happen. I don't think anybody in the front office is like, no, because it's a free transfer. And even if it does cost 100 grand a week, like you said, if it, if it makes Klopp feel like if he comes to him and says, hey, if you get me this, I'm a lot more confident we're going to get top four. No, but I disagree. No, I disagree no, you. I don't think, no, I really don't think that is the case. I think with him in that one specific instance, maybe, maybe. I think, I, I think maybe. he's looked at it and said like, it's not what I need. Cause it, look, he needs somebody with pace. Socrates doesn't. Have no, pace. because here's he the needs thing. Somebody with uh, kind of the ability to pass the ball out of the back. Mm-mm. He doesn't have that. Here's he, the thing. So he's basically an old Nat Phillips. no he's not a ball playing center back he's not there hold up hold up no the reason why is because i think this hierarchy the the people in charge in terms of the transfer committee and so on remember the stories we've heard we've read whatever klopp didn't want salah he was overruled yeah we bought that motherfucker and obviously we we happy for that right klopp made it you know he he got it wrong in that sense so to speak now, mind you, in a given in this COVID year and this and that, blah, blah blah, I give you a maybe for that. But my concern is that this hierarchy is like, no, nah, we're sticking to our principles, no matter what. It's kind of like those teams that take analytics too far, where they're in the last game of their season and they're like, you know what, this analytical bullshit has worked for every game up until now. When we're gonna keep doing it, and then. When they when it doesn't come off, then the narrative afterwards is like, oh, they shouldn't have listened to analytics. They should have done the oh, okay. The, I, I, the I, get, I get what you're thing. saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I get what, what you're saying. But, say? but the analytics push, it's also you have to Another remember one, analytics. All it is is just a, a spreadsheet. All it is is just information. How you interpret the information, how you use the information, that's still on yeah. The decision and, and what I'm trying to and what right. I'm getting to uh, with uh, about analytics is what we've uh-huh. heard already is that. They don't want to do a short-term thing. They want it doesn't blah 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 doesn't confirm with our long-term strategy. Well, well, okay. Well, nonsense. let's let's go into that then. Let's go into that then because, because I disagree. To, I disagree with ahead. that point. I disagree with that point because I think the long-term excuse me the long-term strategy is to win football games and to be profitable. And if you're going based off of that, this is an instance where buying a young center back who's going to be good in five years isn't the play. The play is to improve right away. So if you're going off of the principle of looking at long-term gains, well, right now you need that short-term gain to make sure you're still going in the trending upward direction, which means if you are going off of the standpoint that Liverpool and FSG continue to rise, they want to keep getting the profits up. You have to almost invest. There's well, no, you, way, no, to, you, there's there's no way to, not say, to that, say that like, you're wrong. But, no, no like, listen for a second. Okay, you have to succeed because the only succeed. form of revenue right now is the fucking TV money, yeah. right? Because you're not getting anything off the gate receipts. Right. So it's the competition prizes. Finishing higher and, is the only way to get TV more money. money. It's still yeah. literally the, the only money, thing that I you've guess, got. But, yeah, but the Nike money is based on sales. You're only going to get sales if you're in the Champions League. Listen, guys, not that you're wrong, but the fact that we haven't done anything proves that or shows that maybe you might I be think, wrong. And that's no, what but I'm here's to the get thing. At. James Pierce's article, I think the day before last, said that people lower down the chain. So not necessarily people in the money chains, like or people in the chain of discussion about money, but in the recruitment team, in the analytics team as well, have said, like, it's, we need to buy a center back. That, that needs to happen because we don't have the personnel to, to do this thing to make our system tick over like it's supposed to. Right. But apparently people higher up in the thing I like basically saying no, or that they're not going to do a big deal in January. Right. My, my beef with it is, is like, we've talked about the money. So put, let's put dollar values on it. How much do we lose? If we say finish seventh, what's the difference between seventh and finishing, let's say third, I'm pretty sure it's like 40 million pounds. It's a significant amount. 
that's a lot oh, that's of money. Monies, yo. That's a lot of Super Bowl takers. So, so let's say you get knocked out in the last 16 in the Champions League because you didn't buy a center back and you had to play Reese Williams because Joel Matip got hurt, blah, 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 whatever. Let's just say, how much does that cost compared to what you could have done? You could stand to lose like up to, I think it's like 20 million again, pounds over again, the course I of the thing. I don't disagree with so, you. So, no, I know you don't. Just here, I'm just kind of okay. reiterating the point in a different way. But like, so if you're going to lose potentially up to 50 to 60 million pounds, how much does a center back cost? Because you because the more a, you a, talk about possibly losing, the more you can justify spending a greater amount of money. And I'm not even saying that you got, I'm open to the idea that you got to sell to buy. But then you got to sell something that people actually would want. But so no what one you has gonna... money. That's the point. So here's the That's thing. That's not I'm totally gonna... true. Some clubs still have money. I mean, I'm not okay. saying that it's like rampant money or it's, a lot of clubs don't There's a lot of clubs it. who are going through listen, shortages. Listen, Barcelona yeah, are about to default on their payments for no, no the next clubs years have money. There's, there's a lot going on. That's no, years more to of the point, though. Sure. No clubs have money that meet our valuations. That's why we didn't but sell that's those problem in the summer. And hold on a second. Hold on a second as well. Is... Damn, I'm going to blame the governments on the Western Hemisphere and on the Eastern Hemisphere. It's up to your imagination to decide who I'm talking about because clearly it's a it's a future game. It's a speculation game in terms of the people in the higher up. Like The reason why we're not spending the money now is because it's consumer confidence. It's saying, okay, it's basic economics. Like We don't have the confidence of like buying these product goods and services, so we're just not going to do it. So, in other words, if shit got better in terms of this pandemic situation, in terms of there was overall health in the economy, then you would say to yourself, you know what? It's going to get better by June. All right, we good. We can spend that money. But the thing is, we don't know. And also, to Darius's point, no. as well as other clubs, we've seen Barcelona, perfect example, how they've they 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 gone down the the, the roller coaster. They went Damn, down. Like, before you, go up, you know what I mean? Most of the top teams have seen... They're going to lose. I think the number, the figure exactly. was the top 20 teams in Europe are going to combine lose $2 billion. That's a lot of moolah. That's, so that's, that's not an insignificant That's $200 amount. million. Dollars. No, no, no. If there's 20 teams, it's $200 million. Right. But, no, uh, but, but right. coming back to David's point, <laughs> you do have to kind of get into a mindset. You got to spend money to make money. Scared money don't make no money, especially in a time like this where you and, don't and, have the fans to rely on. You don't have people with disposable income in the same kind of way. So the TV money is really your biggest source of income. It goes from being 40%, 50% to possibly 70%, 80% of revenue for next year. So when you're looking at it that way, the competitive side has to take precedence. You are spending money. Right. (laughs) But guys, guys, we've already seen it, bro. Like, look at what we did in the fall. We paid for Thiago in in, um, Jota. On bus fare money, because we organize those deals, right? So yeah. that who's to say then, based on those deals and how we behaved in that market, who's to think that we all of a sudden have money to spend? Now, or who's to say that they couldn't we, do that again? That, yeah, you crazy. Again, baby, once. patience, patience, patience. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. Maybe we could do that again, but clearly everyone knows our number. Everyone's like, "Bitch, you need to send it back." Well, right, but, um, you but want that's, 10 million? And, and uh, that's, nah, like, I'm going to yeah. charge 25. Well, that's so, that's a point that I was going to bring up. That's why you can't go and get someone like Ubuntu right now. You cannot go and get the target that you want because you're not going to get them at the price that you want. But for a stopgap, that's a little bit different. For someone who's going to be like if he is a, uh, a Socrates. Like obviously you would want that baby. to be the decision. But if that's the person that you're going to get, Short-term band-aid. Yeah, they're then, making a big yeah, mistake, bro. Could be able to be- swing that because if if Klopp and the boys don't turn around, we're looking at like six in the Premier League or fifth, and then we lose on our big targets or whatever, or we spend a bunch of money and then we fuck up, and then you know X, Y, and Z happens. Right, and, and that's not the world that I want to live in, man. And like, well, let me yeah. ask you: How are you gonna feel? How are you gonna feel if they don't do anything? Right. Let's just say we managed to finish fourth, but. So it's like a miracle. Squad pulls a miracle out of their ass. They finish fourth. I don't think it would be a miracle to finish fourth. Well, no, it's not a miracle but, to sure. finish fourth. But let, let's just Egg say they pull the they, they overachieved the what they did in the first half. Well, let's say they pull a miracle out of their ass and finish second because I think that that would be a strong, really result. Not necessarily a miracle, but whatever. You sure. Get what yeah. Let's Words. say they do it, yeah. and we get the Champions League money, and we get a significant amount of Premier League money, and they go and buy Mbappe. 
right? And you just blow, you're going to blow that kind of money, right? You're going to tell me that you couldn't have six months earlier dished out thirty million on a center back. Well, and my point is, well, is like I'm well, still David, willing. David, the, the, then the conversation would become: Would they be able to afford Mbappe if they went and got that center back? Because that's that's now the math that you have to do on yeah. that. Oh, no, well, let's let's stop that nonsense. It, it, all right, so like, let's ask let's ask that question. Though. If we if let's that ask that happens. question, Andrew, if you had the decision between getting a center back now, who's okay, not the best in the world, but he's okay. And he's certainly going to help Liverpool as a stopgap, or you can't do both, or you get Mbappe slash Erling Holland, one of the two of them. Look, Which do look, you choose? If if you had a, if you asked me at the end of February, I could. I'm asking you right now, bro. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just asking you right to, now. <laughs> I'm trying to answer the damn question. <laughs> I know. Because don't right now it. we're. It's on a, a Sophie's choice. Answer the question. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna take it as disrespect. So <laughs> no, it's not disrespect on you. It's it's it's, no, it's the point being is that it, it's difficult to answer because for me, obviously, we're playing bad. So obviously, the emotion. Give me a motherfucking like, center back. That's the exactly. Answer. But so you're <laughs> passing up on Holland, passing up on Mbappe. You, you know why? If I'll Klopp give you does his reason. thing, though, you just mentioned how much money. I feel Real like that's short sighted. No, but I, you just mentioned how much money Real Madrid's losing. You just mentioned how much money Barcelona's losing. You know who's probably not moving to a Spanish side anytime soon? Mo Salah. Because how the fuck are they going to afford him? Unless no, they just go down you're, the basement you're, and put You're being more naive, money. though. He wants to go there. It's a dream. How are they going to how's it gonna get there? It's still going to cost $140 million. My, they my don't other have point, it. though. No, fucking the, the king of Spain will give them a fucking uh, Then fine, guys, you guys, take guys, the guys, money guys. and reinvest well, it. Well, I think you're what misinterpreting what I'm saying because I think you're assuming that you would have you would have to sell no, Salah no, 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 no. to we bring in one of those to, guys. Like in your scenario, we don't have to, but that's the reality situation. Well, how do we know? How do we know what the reality of the situation is? Because of the finances, because of the economic. No, we know the finances just came out. We're one of the richest clubs in the world. So don't give me that bullshit. Like, right. But but (laughs) again, those are old numbers. We don't know what the numbers are right now. We don't know what their bank accounts look like. Numbers for another year. This year's numbers. We're looking at old numbers. So anytime we're basing off of the numbers, it's kind of a moot point. It doesn't really reflect what's going on right now. No, but my thing is we don't know what, what's going on if, until they for make example, a move. If we don't, it, I'll, I'll say this: if it, if this year wasn't COVID, Mo was gone in the summer. That that that's why my, are you convinced of that? So. Why I'm so convinced of that because there's no. Um, no, I think it? he was going to do one more year. No, his salary or his resale value is no higher than than at that point. I mean, maybe, but and what if he would have won the Golden Boot this makes year, sense. which, by the way, it's he still gonna, could do. It's not going to go down a whole ton this year. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that it goes down a ton or anything like that. I'm just saying that in a non-COVID year, we probably would have loaded him off in the summer. I don't think so. And I, think I still think we might do this, do this summer. I done asked y'all, or you were there, David. I, I asked several people at the last game, hey, who do you get rid of, Mane or Mo? And I'm in the minority here, but a lot of people were saying they keep Mane. Yeah, I was one of them. I know you were one of them. I'm just saying, like, for me, my mathematical brain is like, no, nah, dude, you keep Mo. But then my heart is like, oh, but I like Mane. He's so he's so nice. I like him. So my question originally, though, was if you had to pick somebody to sell, don't worry about the fact that, like, you know, the market is what it is because teams will find money if they want. A lot of teams don't have the problem that we have where, like, the owners aren't willing to borrow money. Or yeah, they the have owner, or the owners aren't willing to inject all, cash themselves. Yeah, their owners are watching. Yeah, those are the broke boys, but go, continue. So let's just say you had to sell somebody in the squad. Like, that's what I'm curious about. To raise the funds to get you a center back. Uh, isn't it obvious? It's Origi, thousand percent. So how much do you get for Divock Origi? I mean, before COVID, you probably get twenty-five. Now you probably get fifteen, seventeen. So okay, you've got fifteen to seventeen. Is that enough to address your problem? Thousand percent. Okay. Is it? Yeah. I think what center back are you getting you, at fifteen? You, you get you, no, 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 no. Not someone you have. want. Not someone you want, but you get someone for like three years. Two years, you get an old dude. I don't know. Maybe get a motherfucking on loan. Hey, tell Real Madrid we'll pay you two million dollars for Militao. I don't know. I don't know. Loan fee. I don't give a shit. Um, right. So I think that, but 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 Andrew, like with what you're saying, I think that's where a lot of fans are. When we think it out, we get to a point of like, I don't know. Just do the do the thing. Make a deal. But, but it's we, not that we, easy. But no when you talk it out, when you talk because, it out, 
if you assume you that what they're to- saying, but, but, but when you assume that what they're saying that, well, the money isn't there, the funds aren't there, or, Hey, there's something big coming in the summer. When you throw that into the equation, then it becomes, well, damn, I don't know how you get it done. Because if we try to sell Origi and Shakiri, they're not getting the, the money because back that you we're be both, expecting maybe. for them. You could no, no, sell no, but them both, thing, guys, but you're going to get thing. way less back for them. And just because you sell them at a lower rate but doesn't mean the that problem, the center back though. you want to buy is going to be given yeah. to you at a lower he, rate. And here's right. the problem. One of the things in. we keep talking exactly. about valuations, people aren't going to meet our valuations. Anything you want to sell is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. So you've got to be more realistic with your valuations. Like and maybe Edward Marco is arrogant. Now. Marco Gruyich said it himself when he, he just did an interview a couple of weeks ago and they asked him about, you know, his future and everything. And he said, I really don't know. I don't have a clue what Liverpool wants to do with me. I know they wanted to sell me in the summer, but their asking price wasn't realistic for a player like of my age and my experience. This player knows it that he's uh, price is overinflated. So <laughs> to me, like, and that's got to get the, more real, uh, more in touch with reality about what, the and that's the arrogance is. that, which comes based on our business model of, yo, we're sustainable, blah, 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 which sounds great. It sounds great. If you're doing a fucking whole foods well, farm, is, is, is that sustainable food? Great. Is, is that arrogance or is that just an over-reliance on the model? Because exactly. If, well, because said, the reason said. why I say that is because if there's another club and they're not reliant on that, then they say, ah, well, whatever, we'll just take whatever we can get. But Liverpool's system is set up so that we have to sell this guy at this point and have to sell this guy at this point to be able to buy that guy. And if that's what's happening right now where Liverpool would have bought an Upamecano, but they can't afford him because it was not enough from that guy, not enough from that guy, not enough from that guy. Maybe that's what we're looking at right now. Maybe that's the situation Liverpool are in where they would have done the deal. But they couldn't get those sales through. But it's like everyone else like should have just done the damn deals because now you're going to end up having to figure out what to do with Harry Wilson, Marco Gruyich, and whoever the fuck. Else yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of nuts. Know. It's like selling. Look, it's like selling you stuff, right? You know, you you got to sell it at the right time because if you wait too long, the fucking well, thing drops in value. Yeah, that's right. the thing. Yeah, and, and and so for Gruyich, for example, let's assume he does fantastic at Porto. Maybe he goes up in value by 5 million pounds. Okay, fantastic. But if he drops by 15, then, well, then you fucked up a little bit, didn't you? And maybe you should have just sold him. And, and sold it for less than 10 what you center want. Back. Well, exactly. on a day where we're seeing GameStock go up to, or GameStop Although, go up hey, to $350 on the stock exactly. market. Well, like, hold on. Yes. How do we buy the principles of how to sell and when to sell? Yes, we, yeah. Where so do I get my Marco Gruyich shares? Let's yeah. go back to Gruitz. Oh, we're going back to Gruitz. Okay. <laughs> he, he's part of the fam. Okay. Part of the fam. He's in the Macar. He's part of the fam. Oh, uh, they insulted your, your, your brother. I'm just going to say I'd sell Naby Keita, man. <laughs> no, oh, we could talk about that on another podcast, guys. David wants to sell Naby Keita, but I'm just saying the point. I said I would have sold Ox. I think we, we all kind of agree, though. I wouldn't be. Um, the business model, maybe the air. Again, humans are behind these decisions. They are not perfect. They are not philosopher kings and so on and so forth. All right, well, I'll ask, I'll ask this, and, I'll, I'll ask this and we'll leave it alone, and we'll actually talk about the game that's upcoming. Oh, yeah. Would Thank you, you rather be where Liverpool are, where you're financially solvent and in a good standing but struggling a bit right now, or would you rather be Barcelona or Real Madrid where you're top of your league but you might go bankrupt? Which would you rather be? I mean, no. it's not even close. It's, it's us. I'd rather be us. Are, I mean – Andrew? No, and you know what? No. It's just so stupid to me about Barca. I'm like, because I'm, that- I'm I'm asking because the way that I hear everyone talk about Liverpool and where they are right now, it sounds like you'd rather be in Barca's shoes. But no, well, there's, no, there's a there's a no, lot that's of, why I ask. There's two a things, huge two expanse between those two, and I'd kind of rather be like you know somewhere in the middle, sure. maybe somewhere a little bit here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> two things. Unless some yeah, Andrew, shady shit happens, where like the Club de Barcelona receives like some like shady government funds. If that were to happen, then I'd be like, oh, I could be Barcelona. I'm cool with that. But in reality, the situation is like, no, nah, we'd rather be Liverpool because what's going to happen in Barcelona is they're going to go to, through the United-Arsenal phase where they're just going to drip. And that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget. How close were Liverpool to administration before FSG took over? Like, that shit wasn't that far behind us. That's a decade. Yeah. I think one of the things we all have to remember, too, is like people can be critical of their decision-making but not be like FSG out. Like I'm not yeah. an FSG out person. You can absolutely be critical, and that's fair too. I, I'm you not can say, an FSG hey, you got out this person you got that wrong. in any way. 
but I the FSG out crowd, I think we're all in agreement that that's like that's yeah, that's, nuts. that's nuts. That's nuts. You're, you're out of your mind. Like they want us a freaking title. Yeah. They've done everything that they said that they were going to do. They're going to continue to expand Anfield. They rebuilt the training. So they've done a lot, and I think that. I, you know, I wouldn't have anybody else in charge of the club. I just think that there are moments where they make some key mistakes. Like I, you know, we, we all felt in 2012, not spending 4 million pounds on Clint Dempsey was a massive mistake. And then you went a couple months later and we had no strikers because Suarez was out suspended. We played a five, five against Fulham. I'll never forget that game. Now we crushed them, but it's still, it was like Kenny Dalglish was having to get super creative with shit just because they didn't want to buy Clint Dempsey. Oh, and by the or, way, if they bought Brendan Clint Dempsey, Rodgers. they would have lost Jordan Henderson. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like, I like, I get it. You got to, you got to remember these things. I get, like, I get that. We can but look at, at the time, at the time, time you were time. like in a rage about it. Right. Yeah. So like it may play out, it may right. play out where this is the exact same thing, right? We're gonna look at it a year from now and go, ah, well, that was the right move. Yeah. What if we would have spent eighty but, million on a Harry Maguire? Wow, we'd be really in a bad but place. But I think there's also moments where like they should just be a little bit more flexible with their because sure. you're like if you sign a center back right now, you're gonna lose literally nobody. Like no one's gonna be like, oh, I'm out the squad. They signed a center back, except for what, like Nat Phillips, like, well, on your way, son, because <laughs> you're not going to play in here anyways. So for me, like this is one of those moments where just like listen to your manager, back him however he needs it. I mean, obviously not to the tune of 80 million, but can you f- dig up 20? Like. You know, hey, lost fans for the first year and a half. Everyone understands COVID. Like, God damn yeah. it. Because that's the other thing is like, as much as people know we need a center back, we also know other teams need money. Yeah. And other teams that are looking for that money know we need a center back. Buy so. a fucking <laughs> center back yeah. in France. But All it's those a, French sometimes clubs you get into a negotiation no and you go, hey, do you want 30 million pounds or not? Because that's the yeah. offer. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We still, we still at this point have a week left, uh, just about, uh, what, five days before the end of the transfer uh, deadline. But, you know, FSG are asking everyone to trust the process. And we're saying, hell no, go buy a center back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tom Brady will be fine. All right. So, guys, we actually do have a game that we're, not going to spend much time talking about. (laughs) Liverpool and and Tottenham (laughs) are playing. Uh, on Thursday, this is Wednesday, and we spent the whole time talking about the thing. I promised myself we weren't going to talk about buying a center back, <laughs> but uh, Liverpool yeah, and Tottenham it's... play. Um, and guys, <laughs> the first game was an exciting one a 2 1 win. Liverpool get the winner. A Roberto Firmino header at the end goes toward the cop end. Oh, because we actually had fans for that game, and no fans are going to be in London at the new White Hart Lane, if you want to call it that. So, guys. What are you expecting for Liverpool and Tottenham? Tottenham are coming in, actually did play on Monday in the FA Cup against Wickham. What what, what are we thinking out of this matchup? Liverpool, we know the form they've been in. Tottenham, they've been okay. What are you guys thinking? I, you know, they have a really good counterattack based on Klopp's press conference today where he kind of said, you know, that we were, he basically hinted that, you know, he let them go on Sunday to see kind of rediscover their form, but he he probably is going to play a little bit more conservatively. Um, uh, So I half expect, you know, Fabinho and Matip to play because Matip trained Henderson trained Henderson be in the midfield, which would be great. Um, And then I, you know, I'd expect it to be somewhat open, but also a little kind of like the last two or three times we've played them where it's very careful, uh, don't let them break on you. Don't let Sun get in behind you. It's basically it's going to be the mo. Uh, keep them because they're one of the fastest counterattacking teams in the league. So it's going to be mo. Keep them contained on that. And then, yeah, just be yourselves in the attacking third as much as you can. And ho- hopefully, we can find some goals from somewhere. A couple of goals know. in the FA Cup against Manchester. That was so United. fucking depressing, man. Yeah. <laughs> That was a game where we saw the counterattack uh, eat up Liverpool, particularly down their left flank, Liverpool's right. Reese Williams isolated against Rashford. No bueno. So hopefully we do not see him one-on-one or whoever's at center back one-on-one with Son all too often. Andrew, what are you kind of thinking is uh, the key to Liverpool getting out of this funk and getting a win against Tottenham? Well, first of all, Darius, I just want to say I see you there speaking that Spanish and – um 
I like that. I appreciate that. That's really nice. Solamente un poquito. <laughs> I love it so much. Anyway, um, no. So I see Jose playing another park the bus situation. Obviously, even though it's at home, it's a bit weird because you would think that you know we're a wounded animal and all that. He should get get at us and everything. I, I, it'd be interesting to see their players and how they react to obviously what's going to happen from that perspective. But for me, it, it's what David said. You know, um, Matip did train. Henderson is going to be in the midfield, hopefully. Um, if not, he's going to have some type of cameo, cameo I would imagine. Um, for me, we have to dick him. It, it's as simple as that. We have to dick this small club. The reason being is because if we do... Yes, they are a small club. Don't fucking get it twisted. They are this is going to be clipped. Oh, no, listen. They are a fucking small club. It's fine. It's all fun. Not everyone can be big. It's fine. But the you made point so many is, friends last time you said that, by the way. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen to me very carefully, though. If we win this game, we immediately, I, I think we immediately get that confidence back. Yeah, agreed. Because then we, we, go to, we go to Moyes next week. We, we, we show the football genius what football is, right? And then after that, I think we got Brighton. And then I think... Uh, and then City. And then City, right? Right. So, so and then I think we, we go on a run. But we have to win this game. No draws, no close, no. Oh, we had twenty shots, but two on target and a far. No, we we have to get the three points here. It, it's paramount because at the moment we're basically in seventh. We got to move up the fucking table. This is not about the title anymore. It can be about the title if we win this game, and I think the boys can be up for that because this is Jose Marino. Nobody like Jose Marino, so. I think I think that we can get up for it. They'll be fine in terms of that, all that. Hopefully, Trent. I think it's going to be very important for Trent and Robbo to have a good game. If one of them has a, a eh game, then we're fucked. It's as simple as that. Based on our system. That being said, if we play a different system, then what I just said goes out the window. Um, I don't, we're not going to change the system for this. Yeah, I don't think so. It, it, it's almost like a, a Brexit midfield situation. Almost. Except that we're facing a low box slide. Low block. Eh, I can't say that damn thing. Low block. Low, there you go. Low block. Small club. I like low block slide. Yeah, good. low block slide. It sounds like a damn thing. Well, be at the end of a slide when some Bach yeah. is coming down. Electro like slide. Amber Bach um, or something. Anyway, sounds no, that's, that's what I see, man. And uh, hopefully, I'm going I'm to be at the bar. Shout out to Wild Rover. Come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. It, it, oh, fuck, man. If we don't win this, I, I definitely call it, call it damn therapist. Like, a thousand percent. <laughs> thousand percent well last year at tottenham it was one nil i think all of us would bite your hand off for a goal return of even one i'll clean your house (laughs) i'll clean your motherfucking house for a month and a half all right guys so goals predictions david what are you saying oh one one oh fuck you david fuck you david i usually pick us to win but i i just We'll see. I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck that. Well, okay. Listen. Shout out to whoever says this first. I'm gonna buy you. You got 15 Do- seconds. Let's go. Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> one nil. Whoever wants it, they get that. Dunkin' You're Donuts. I almost said nil. one nil. I almost said one nil, but one nil. That's it. I feel like I'm gonna off. say two so. one again. Except this time it's gonna be too early, and then Tottenham score and we crap our pants. But Liverpool get the victory. Comment if you want Dunkin' Donuts. Ugh. Good luck with that. All right, I'm Darius. I'm David. I'm Andrew. Bye. Oh, and we're nervous, but excited because of the Reds every single time. We love the Liverpool. We do. See you next time. Next time. Oh, my God. <laughs>